It's here. Pittsburgh Potholes and the Mount Washington team, the four best theaters of all time. This is going to be a good one, y'all. Grab a brew. You're in the bird cave. Let's go. Peeps, Mount Washington, oh, I'm sorry, Mount Washington, Washington, and the Pittsburgh Potholes. We are here. Flash Flood, how are you, bud? Doing great, doing great. Calendar slipped to August. That means school begins pretty soon for the kiddos. For the kiddos. Get the house to yourself during the day. Foosball's back. Oh, it is. Yeah. Huh? We got a Hall of Fame game, I think, uh, tomorrow, right, this night. tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah. Tomorrow night. I mean, it's, it's the it's the stains and stuff, but at least it's football. Hey, we'll see the we'll see the stars for our series, right? That's it. We'll see. Twenty two helmets on the gridiron. That's right. Sean, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. So, let me ask you guys a question. So, uh, first off, I want to thank everybody who, you know, Facebook message, text, who had my uh, my cell phone, and everybody else who shot me some emails or just even posted right on Facebook for everybody to see. Voted for. The Pittsburgh Steelers Mount Washington team, the top four Steelers in all of our opinions, not our favorites, but who you think is the top four players. And I thought we'd have a little bit of fun and go to the polar opposites of that. We picked the fun name, the Pittsburgh Potholes, the four worst Steelers that you guys can remember. So tonight is the reveal, and I want to share. The four players on each side, plus we'll, I'll let you guys know who else received some votes. So between you guys, take a vote. You, do we want to go with the Mount Washington team, or do we want to go to Potholes first? Let's start with the Potholes. Potholes. I'm going to go to Potholes. Fantastic. So these are, well, first off, we actually had, let me see here. Was there any qualifying criteria for a pothole? Okay. No. So hold on. Okay, so the with the potholes, 23 players received votes. Wow. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's there were some uh, people's emotions in this. Antonio Brown got a vote. Yeah. You need to get the hell out of here with that. Yeah. Get out. To everyone's, not to everyone's surprise, but there was a coach in there. Which coaches weren't allowed, right? Coaches were not allowed. Yeah. But obviously, this person feels this strongly about this coach. Mm. Can current, we take a guess? Our current head coach? No. I'm surprised he didn't get one. Yeah. Wow. Matt Canada. Chuck Knoll. Oh, oh yes, Yeah. He would have got it in here. So, a couple other people receiving one vote, which actually, you know what? We'll reveal that afterwards real quick. So, I'm actually going to start with there was a unanimous member of the Pittsburgh Potholes. It's Lamas Swede. There's 14 votes. Okay. Mm. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. Second round pick. Yeah. Second round pick, biggest bust in receiver, I can remember. I, was say, I don't know if I'd say biggest bust ever, but biggest bust receiver. He wasn't in the receiver. Was he drafted by Kevin Colbert? Yeah. So he learned from that mistake. It was the, it was the 2000, 2008 draft because I remember Mendenhall went first round, he went second round. I was ecstatic. Yeah. Tall receiver, long, big, strong, fast back. I'm like, we, we got it. You know, we got Ben, we got Mendenhall, we got Swede, we got Ben. I mean, Mendenhall was serviceable for a little bit, but yeah, so the first member of the Pittsburgh Pothole team, Lima Sweet, makes sense. The second player got eight votes, so there was a little bit of a drop off. Can anybody? I'll, I'll, I'm going to see if anybody can make a guess. He was from the '80s. Ooh, 
Can anybody take a guess? Offense, defense. Offense. Man. I'm actually happy to see this because that's actually actually this was my first thought. I actually did thought of this person actually before Lab Sweet. Lab Sweet for me was close second. Hmm. I don't know. Kent Graham. No. Even though he wasn't here that long. Wow. Kent Graham received eight votes. Jeez, that's going back in time. Mm-hmm. So we have so we have Lima Sweet and Kent Graham. So these next two actually tied with seven votes. So I'm just going to give it to these because there was another person that came in with six. So instead of like saying, hey, these guys tied, and there's no, there's two guys that tied. They're both third with seven votes. But we have coming in on the third member of the pothole team, Artie Burns. That's right. Mm. Yeah. That's surprising. No, it's Artie, not. He's a first-round pick that was a bust. So Jarvis Jones, I would argue he was a bust. Mm-hmm. And then I would argue, argue that um, the tackle, Jermaine Stevens, was also a bust. Right, but they're they're not they're not like you know prolific skill position players, so they're gonna fall down like Linus Sweets up. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point, Flash Flood. I mean, Artie Burns to me is you're picking a position, not a player. And he was small coming out of Miami, like five nine, and he would he is the poster child of need as a terrible evaluator. Yes, yeah. he was just they needed a corner so bad, and he was just the best one available. And in reality, he was a late second, early third round pick. Which if he would have been taken then. I don't think people would have had that much of an issue. Still with not him. a good player, but he would. Still not a good player. Just, he he had a flash here and there, but as a consistent player, no. So is he still in the league? Yes, he's actually with um, I want to say Seattle. I believe they just resigned him for a year. Wow. I have to look up to look up. But yeah, Artie Burns is because I think you know because I think Seattle may have has Artie Burns, Witherspoon, and Devin Bush. Like Steve all the West. <laughs> yeah, I think I know they got Devin Bush and, and Witherspoon. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Flash, man, look on your phone and see who. Did, yeah, did Devin, Bush, Max, the did Devin Bush receive a vote? Devin Bush received zero votes. Oh, okay. Surprisingly. Already burned his still with the, his son with the Seahawks. Yeah. Seahawks. Uh, look at that. Huh? Challenged me. Actually, just a lucky I just guess. just asked a question. Yeah, just a lucky <laughs> guess. So, the fourth and final member of the Pittsburgh Potholes, Flash Flood just said his name. Ooh. Jermaine Stevens. Yeah. With seven votes. So, Lima Swede, Kent Graham, Artie Burns, and Jermaine Stevens. Those are your Pittsburgh potholes. Where is Jarvis Jones? Jarvis Jones received six votes. Okay. So, just off the list. Just okay. off the list. So, a developing pothole. <laughs> another, pers- another player receiving six was Huey Richardson. Yeah. They, they thought he was going to be the next Hardy Nickerson. Right. So, I'm going to go down this list real quick, and you guys can tell me if. You know, you agree, or they should have been received, or they should have received more votes. Tim Worley, three votes. Landry Jones, one vote. Ziggy Hood, one vote. Yeah. Ziggy Hood actually played twelve years in the NFL. Yeah, he so got a contract. Yeah, he was a bad fit for the Steelers. Mark Malone, one vote. He's on my top ten Steelers quarterbacks. <laughs> but that also well, shows I mean, you there's a slim pick. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Daryl Sims got two votes. Ricardo Coakley, remember him, the yeah, defensive back? Duke, right? I think so. So, one vote. I mentioned Jarvis Jones got six. Ryan Switzer got a vote. Neil O'Donnell got a vote. Someone's emotional. Even though you take Super Bowl 30 in the hood, and yeah, but dude almost got us to two. Did we draft Ryan Switzer, though? No. See, that's not fair. No. Yeah. It's got to be a draft pick. 
that's a good point. I did not lay that criteria yeah. out, but that's I, I would say point. it should have to be a draft pick to be because Ken Graham wasn't a draft pick either. He's a free agent sign that just absolutely stunk. I mean, unless we paid boatloads of money. Yeah. Like if it's yeah. just a guy you picked up and you just had him, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, Dan Sepulveda, I was gonna say where he he was a third round pick, third or fourth round pick. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. I think he was a third. And then why he should be high? He should be higher than some of those. I agree, but he was uh, only one person towards ACL him. every other year. Some well, of this would be though just recent biased. I think. Yes, is, I think so too. Of it. Like, you know, I I I was born in the '80s, so I'm not going to know a lot of the guys that were drafted in the '80s, even the early '90s, mm-hmm. like as household names as much as I know like Artie Burns because you've watched the last ten years and listened yeah. to all the crap and everything of. And that's why I wanted to open up to everybody. Yeah. Um, Walter Abercrombie yeah. received a vote. Wow. Like I said, Antonio Brown, please. Yeah. Guy that I selected. Character-wise, he'd be in the potholes. Correct. Guy that I selected because it's a double whammy to the heart because he's a Florida State Seminole is Alonzo Jackson. Former second-round pick. Thought he was Greg Lloyd, too. No. Uh, Kendrick Green. Funny. Uh, (laughs) Donnell Wolford. He was a corner we signed from Chicago in the 80s and just got smoked. Troy Edwards received four votes. Mm. So he was close. Yeah. And then Dwight Stone received another vote. So those were the all the votes that we received from the Pittsburgh Potters. Troy Edwards, he was a first-round pick, that receiver. Troy, Troy Edwards. Troy Edwards. Yeah, yeah, he was. Louisiana Tech. Yeah. He and was. I would argue he, did, he, did, he didn't do that much more than Lima Sweet, to be honest with you. No. Other than just hung around the league a little bit. Yeah, he went to um, the Redskins, I think. Yeah, because I, I want to say Troy Edwards was like 15th or 16th. He was like a, he was yeah. in a team somewhere. He was another undersized player. Like... What's the, what's the rule when we have a draft? Like you, they got to be a, an elite level talent if you're picking an undersized person for that position. Mm-hmm. Like if you're one of, be if special, you, if you're picking like Calvin Johnson, I get it, the size and everything. But like you're picking like a five nine receiver in the middle of the first round, like he better be Joey Galloway fast. I would agree. I would agree. So, you think you guys for all those players, you think the think the peeps got it right? Yeah, good choices. Yeah, you can I mean, argue I here and there. They've, they've called out a lot of them. Yeah, I think. You know, like we said, the the recency bias probably has some of it in there, but I think there's a good mix. I think you know, Fred brings up a good point about it's the skill positions more than the other positions because you don't really, you know, if a lineman's bad, you're not going to hear it as much as you're going to hear it from, mm-hmm. you know, the receivers and the cornerbacks. And no, all that I stuff. mean Jermaine Stevens was a, was a known bust. Yeah. Um, Kendra Green just because Tom he's Maranovich a, or whatever yeah. is oh yeah that was like the, from the uh, Packers or something he was number was he number one oh, no, or two? Yeah, it was uh, Tony Mandarich Tony Mandarich yeah was he number one or two I think Overall. he was two yeah you're right he was two. I remember he was yeah. a sports coach they had a, they had oh, yeah. everything that, you know, but I mean unless you're that profiled of a of lineman <laughs> and failing like yeah. you're not going to get called out on it like yeah but tackles are better hit bigger hit more success rate than quarterbacks. And receivers and running backs in the top 100%. 10. 100%. Yes, you're you correct. So, Lima Swede, Kent Graham, Artie Burns, Jermaine Stevens. Your Pittsburgh Potholes. That's funny. Boom, boom, boom. 27 votes. Different players. So, now on to the Pittsburgh Mount Washington team. Be curious the four many, greatest Steelers. How many players got votes on this? Um, we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14. Okay. Wow. 14 Almost people. Half, and so with, half. with three coming in with one vote and one getting two. So there was, in reality. A more consensus of the top 10 potential. In, yeah, in reality, this was a six person race. Yeah. 
Okay. And you have five spots. Four. Four. Mount You've Washington. Never been to Mount Rushmore. It's a playoff Mount Rushmore. <laughs> five. Jesus. Is that that Penn State education? Nah, it's much here, but people want to blow it up. Uh, listen, I'm drinking the uh, Solar Submarine, and I can understand that that's, that's four. <laughs> All right. So just like I did with the potholes, there was one player. Who do you guys think that was an absolute runaway? Joe Green. Joe Green. So I'm. that's a worst-kept secret, so I'll start with him. He received 25 votes. Um, as I said um, on the when I was doing my top 10 defensive linemen, obviously Joe Green was number one. He not only he might be on the Mount Rushmore for Pittsburgh sports with the Steelers because not only did he change the Steelers mentality because they were a bunch of losers mm-hmm. right until he got here maybe not not just him solely but you heard all these stories about how he was there was all these verbal fights and maybe not fisticuff fights in the locker room he's threatening to leave multiple times because players just weren't buying into this championship mentality so between him and Noel they changed the Steelers culture. And who could forget the coat? Hey, kid, yeah. throwing the, yeah. you know, throwing that out there. So, thoughts on Joe Green? I mean, it's if if you if someone says Steelers and they're from that era, like age wise, they immediately say, "Oh, Joe Green and the Steel Curtain." Like that's the first thing that they say, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. that or oh, you guys have four Super Bowls in the seven, you know, like. All that kind of goes hand in hand, but that's the thing that I always feel like everybody says. They yeah, put a, so. they put a lot of players in the 75th, 75th anniversary team, and you can go multiple ways with multiple players. Like I personally think Rod Woodson could be one of the greatest stewards of all time, mm-hmm. and different position. But Joe Green changed the position, right? So he, you know, Woodson didn't change the position, right? So Green he, he changed the demeanor of a defensive lineman with the sacks and all that stuff. And and I think Joe Green can play today. Not at his age, but I mean, if you took him as younger, I think he plays today. Because um, he, you know, he was at first, maybe not first, I don't know how long, I can't remember that long ago. Obviously, you don't watch film from the 70s. But he was like that first, like, gap defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Always lined up on a slant and just penetrate the hell out of that gap. But I, I mean, credit, and you have L.C. Greenwood and all these other guys with you, too. That is a uh, recipe for domination. So, Joe Green, mm-hmm. runaway member of 25 votes. Mm-hmm. Player number two got 21 votes. He's a recent player. And I'm two for two with agreeing with this list. It's Dang. Troy. Oh, Troy. Troy Palomalo. In the yeah, a person Rushmore. that can change the way the position is played. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you hit it right on the head. I mean, Joe Green and Troy. Troy and I, I never really liked the Troy Palomalo versus Ed Reed, who's a better safety, because they're two different safeties. Correct. And they're both great. And did you ever, did you guys hear that story where he almost became a Raven, Troy, through the draft? Thank God. That's when they traded up to get him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think they may have taken him if they stayed, I think, two picks later or something. I'm not sure. Um, but Troy is my all-time favorite defensive player just because he was just he – might, he might be the best athlete to ever put a steer uniform on. For a guy on. that never lifted weights and just did yoga and stretching, he had some of the hardest hits mm-hmm. – it just, I mean, it just shows you that you don't need to lift all this weight to be a, a good NFL player. No, and and the the things that he did, timing instinct too, was a big thing for him. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, when, when he would time those blitzes over to center, and yeah. that's why I think Ike Taylor also even called him like I think they called him Baby Jesus because he talks to God all the time. Because I don't know how he figures this stuff out. Yeah. He must get hints from somewhere, and the the, the risks he, t- I mean, the risks he took. He had, at, at times, and again, I'm saying this because I've heard his teammates say this, where he's had cover two responsibility, 
Again, deep half. It's a snap of the ball. He's over the he's over the center, giving him an effed up look. And next thing you know, quarterback hits a five step drop. Troy's 15, 20 yards deep. I mean, this guy was just different. Reach up and probably intercept the pass too. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, between Troy, Rob Woodson, and probably Cordell, I think those were the three best athletes I think I've ever seen. Cordell Stewart with a steer uniform on. Here's a here's a uh, spoiler. Cordell's not on Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. or Mount Washington. But Troy Palomalo with second in votes with 21. Yeah. Coming in at third with 19 votes. Someone's going to get a rise in their pants here. Ben? No. Ben? Franco. Oh. Penn State. Um, honestly, you have to put Franco on there. Not because of that, because he's part of the, probably the most famous football play ever. Mm-hmm. And... As much as Joe Green changed the identity on defense, I think Franco changed it on the offense. It wasn't Terry. wasn't Swan or Stallworth. It was Franco. And he was a backup running back in college. Was it? Yet a, yeah, he, well, he was, he was 1B. Mm-hmm. And then he split times with uh, Lydell Mitchell, who went up going like second round, I think, in that draft. Okay. And it's fascinating because, you know, here you who would pick like a 1B running back today in the top 15 picks of an NFL draft? You probably there'd be a lot of outcry for that, and they yeah. did because of his size. They liked the way he played, and look what happened. Probably fit what they wanted to do, right? Yeah. Um, what I was surprised when I did my top ten running backs, and I, if you go back and listen to the episode, I had Franco as the, as the best running back obviously ever for the Steelers. I did not realize he had over three hundred receptions in his career. Mm. Now, granted, he played for I think fourteen years, but that's a lot of receptions back in back then. Yeah. I mean, that's he's up with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell with over 300 receptions, but Le'Veon Bell was Le'Veon Bell. He was a basically yeah. a receiver. I was really surprised to see Franco with that many catches. So you could tell he was very versatile, too. You know, they weren't down the field. They were swing passes and such, but it tells you the guy had good hands. He was an all-around good, great, mm-hmm. great football player. So it doesn't surprise me Franco was receiving that many votes. Um, so Joe Green, Troy Palomalo, and Franco Harris. So the fourth guy got 17 votes. Defense or Offense. Offense. So, which is kind of cool. We have two defenses and two offenses. Ben? Mike Webster. It's Ben. 17 votes. And here's what I like about this list and about everybody that voted. Not only do you have two defense and two offense, you got two from the two great eras of Steelers football, the mm-hmm. 70s and then the early 2000s, mm-hmm. early to mid-2000s. I mean... The stat that always keeps... There's two stats. One I, I grin is 26-2-1 versus shit stains. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but the stat that I can't get over, and it goes in with the Pittsburgh Penguins 16-year playoff run in a row. It's like a mind-boggling stat. That Ben played 249 regular season games. And only two of those games were his was his team not in the playoffs or in playoff contention. Hmm. Two. I mean, if you watch it, it's actually Lewis Riddick actually mentioned that um, during Ben's game against Cleveland, his last home game. I actually had to rewind it. I'm like, like what? Wow. Two games when he was not in playoff contention. And this is why I have the biggest gripe with Steeler fans bitching and moaning about, we didn't do anything in the playoffs. What kind of consistency is that? Other mm-hmm. than the cheating dude up north and then down south, no one else has done that. And for a guy that's that, really, insane. that really didn't train that hard in the offseason like the right. players do now, and just natural talent. I mean, it's just... Yeah, he was on his podcast, yeah, too. But he's like, how about his arm? He goes, yeah, I didn't throw the ball in the offseason. So he kept my, his arm for Oh, he's too busy riding his motorcycle. Right? That's true. <laughs> or golfing. Or golfing. 
But that is insane. 249 games you, you were a starting quarterback in the NFL. Only two games that you played in, your team was not either in the playoffs or in playoff contention. I think That's insane. What I think the, the question would be is how high on this list would he be if they would have actually lived up to their potential? If the Triple Bs would have done what they were supposed to do and not lost a couple games here and there with you know stupid penalties or if all ben, that crap. Or, I think if they get that one against Green Bay... In, in my humble opinion, I think the only other time that they had a chance to get a ring was 2017 when they, had, when they dropped that shit bag against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. He could If he would have matched Terry, plus he smashed, if you listen to the top 10 quarterback list that I went through, his stats smashed Terry Bradshaw. And again, I get the... Well, no, it's a different offense, but even just look at the completion percentage, things that were kind of like in your control. Yeah, the NFL yeah. now, 65% is really good. Right. I mean, go wrong. The, the amount of passing, my God, I mean, it's two to one, Ben versus just because of the way it, the game is played. But I just don't think, and I get later in the career, I, th- I get people want to Ben gone. They want, they kind of want the change. I don't think a lot of people even appreciate this man enough. I mean, yeah, we should have won more. Don't get me wrong, but we didn't. It was so, tough with Brady in the league the, all those years. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, when you look at the stat, that for what? 15 out of 16 years, it was either Brady, Manning, or Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the, the one AFC. year, I think, was Flacco. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to swing Mahomes, Allen, or Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Mount Washington team, Joe Green, Troy Polamalu, Franco Harris, and Big Ben. So, others receiving votes. Others that were in the running with 16 votes, Terry Bradshaw. Not surprising. No. You could tell probably the, the age demographic of the voters on this one. Um, coming in at 14 votes, with the other one that was only one in serious consideration, is Jack Lambert. Yeah. Others receiving votes, Rod Woodson at four, yeah. uh, Heinz Ward at four, Fanica received one, Chuck Knoll received one, people not listening, on players and coaches, Ernie Stotner received one. Now, if you don't know who Ernie Stautner is, he's one of the he's one of the three players that actually has their jersey retired. So he was a lineman in the fifties. Yeah. No, Dermody Dawson and Mike Webster receiving nine votes. Jerome Bettis receiving one vote. James Harrison, and lastly receiving two votes. Mike Webster. Hmm. See, I would argue that Dermody Dawson might have been a better tenor than Mike Webster. Because Dermody Dawson had more versatility to get out in front and pull. Athletically, like, I agree. I had Dermody Dawson, I think, as my second best offensive lineman, or second or third. I can't remember who it was. No, it's third. I, I gave it to Fanicus, too. Mike Webster was one. I think he still has, other than Ben, I think he has 220 games as a mm. center. That's unbelievable. Yeah, stay healthy. Like but as home. far as the athletic ability and the skills, I think you're 100% correct. Demonte Dawson might be he might be the best center to ever play the game athletically. I know today there's some very athletic centers, but he was so ahead of his time. Like he was pulling. Who the hell thought about that? Center <laughs> snaps the ball, and then he pulls. You can't have tackles sometimes go straight. This son of a bitch is snapping and pulling. Yeah, he's good. So any last thoughts on Mount Washington or the pothole teams? No, I think it was a good selection of players. Yeah. It's always debatable with this stuff. I mean, you know, generally, if you look at the, you know, the, the people that ever got votes or the post that didn't make them out, Washington, you could argue they could be in there and other ones could not be. And I mean, it's it's hard to go either way. But there was no no, no immediate snubs. There was no like, oh man, give no. that person get, didn't get voted on. There's none of that. No, 
I agree. Like, I'm tallying these up. You know, mine would have been teetering between, you know, I mean, I kind of wanted to go the two, you know, from each era. Again, as soon as I thought of this, I was like, all right, Joe Green's in, right? You know, you, then you start going back and forth, Jack Lambert. And you start going back for, is it Terry or is it Ben? You, you knew it was going to be one of the two quarterbacks. I think they really hit hit the nail on the head. Now, I think maybe a couple guys may have voted for their personal favorite, which is okay. But I do think that everybody who voted here got it right on both accounts. I think the pothole team is the one you could tell a lot of them. You got like 20, 30 players. I mean, geez, oh, man. Um, but, no, I think this was, these are great selections for everybody. So, again, thank everybody for voting. It was awesome. Any other final thoughts? Yeah, it gets good. Gets good. It's, it's a good debate. It's a good banner, especially with the pauses, right? The good players, right? Yeah. The, separate the good from the great. Yep. That's a little bit um, a smaller ensemble of, of players that we can pick from versus the bad one could be. The bad ones are fun because lo- hopefully you, you can look back and laugh at it. Well, I think the other thing to think about how many Hall of Famers the Steelers have that didn't even get a vote. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So... And it, it, yeah, I mean, we're fortunate enough in this city to have a team with so that's many the, great that's players. That's the thing. Like you've got the upper echelon, which has obviously stood out, but then you still have all these good players that didn't even get a vote, but are in the Hall of Fame. So they were yep. good players. Now you could argue that some of the '70s players are on the hall in the Hall of Fame just because they played on four Super Bowl teams, and that's how it works out. But yep. So I think I think you're right. So it was a fantastic. It was a good time. I hope everyone actually enjoyed the top ten lists. Um, and we'll culminate with this Mount Washington and Pothole team. Maybe we'll do a little different debate on it too um, down the road. Maybe not revisit this. Maybe we'll do some different flavors of that too. So, all right, Good my stuff. ass is out of here for Florida. Thanks for voting. Yeah. Thanks for voting. Take care. We'll see everybody on the next one. Peace out.